A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. Anyway, so what you guys been up to? Wait, hold on. Huh? Hey! <laughs> 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 Hi guys, listening to episode 36 of the Blackberry Podcast. My name is Mary and I'm joined with... Uh, uh, Part Blackberry, but sometimes ghosts from the podcast thing. So I always feel so happy. I feel gassed. Ghosts. I feel gassed when she's on the podcast. So we've got our OG <coughs> Topper Bello in the building. Dunno, South London, South London, shout out to Kent. And we've got a special guest. Um, but yeah, we're gonna. I think for her first thing to say is that. I think this last week or two weeks ago, we celebrated two years of Blackberry. Yep, yep, yep. And so we've had the podcast officially for two years, um, over 25,000 plays on SoundCloud, uh, lots of engagement from everyone. It's been so encouraging doing it the past two years. We're incredibly grateful for the benefit that, we, that we've that we prayed have, has been to the body and to just kind of talking about uh, Christianity from the Black British experience. And mm-hmm. we pray that it's been very beneficial and over the last two years we've had great contributors from those who've written articles uh appeared on the podcast done videos and shout a couple people like from joseph oyegoke adela shiri paul mccallu sheila and buru pastor yannick louis caravas sarah mankwa a lot of people who've right you didn't mention edjim no i'm about to call him out (laughs) though you know you've been those people who've been contributed in one way and then you've got someone like edjim who's been on the podcast maybe what four five six episodes times, unofficial unofficial black barrier guy but you know this two years we decided to add a seventh member to black barrier um so yeah just to bring a different flavor Chase. different perspective a real different flavor um catch it catch it catch <laughs> a caribbean it. flavor yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this black barrier you know we're a lot of africans so it's good to have a seventh person so yeah we are we getting a little drum roll getting a little <laughs> We are adding Gabby Samuel to hello, Black Maria, hello, hello, and she's hello. on the podcast the, today. The Gabby Samuel, the, the Gabby Samuel, the Gabby. Not many, not many. The Gabby Samuel, the Black Maria. That's real. Black Maria at gmail.com. <laughs> she's actually a speaker, so hello. that's that's really gonna help the podcast. Yeah, so s yeah hey and it's an all, mo- all female podcast as well. This is a bit wild. Yeah, man. The it's, boys it's decided to just step back today. You know, as they should do. National <laughs> Women's Day. Wow. Oh, I thought you were trying to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, complementarianism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Gabby? Though, how you been? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. It's nice to be here. Yeah. How do you feel being part of Blackberry now? Oh, I've had love for Blackberry for a long time. Obviously, been floating around the Blackberry family for a while. Okay. Stalking us. Stalking. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Did you say stalking? Um, so yeah, so yeah, privileged to be asked. Very much happy to be part of the fam. Let me tell you, yeah, Gabby responded to my question like it was a marriage proposal. <laughs> okay, you're really trying to do. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because you you asked her to no, be part Gabby of was like, what did Gabby say? I said yes. She said yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she said what yes. Are you I will. To do? And she said yes. 
And then what? I mean, yes. Should we, no, land, no. should we draw for that? Let me draw oh, for the receipt. receipt. So receipt. Receipt. Gabby, Gabby said yes so many times. Let me, okay. You're really, <laughs> did you ask him personal? Like, no, nah, so I think I text Gabby. I think I, did I text you our voice note? Just I'm not like, saying nothing like, until I find the thing. Keep scrolling. Let me tell you, yeah. Gabby said yes too many times. <laughs> she said yes. Why are you mocking yes. my I life said yes. Already? I mean, yes. <laughs> I'm sure she even said it in Spanish. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. Let me find uh, it. We're not moving on in the conversation. I'm about to be part of Black Berea. Are you oh, actually man. looking for the receipts? I'm looking for the receipts because you're trying to do madness on my life already. Gabby, you oh, said no, Gabby yes like right, five times. We, it's calm, we're, man. We get why, man. We're, 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 we're overwhelmed no, 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 and having you. How have you found it so quick? Because I'm quick like that. She said, don't know. It's a yes. It was always a yes. <laughs> She said, oh, oh, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. That's actually what you say to me. You know? She said, she said, yes. she said, oh, I'll top it shut up. <laughs> let me find it. She said, it's a yes. It was always a yes. <laughs> but I thought, let me pray. Why are you topping? You're such a trash And yeah, it's a yes. <laughs> Wait, she said, let me pray. What? She said, but I thought, let me pray. Double think. Dot, 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 dot. And yeah. Hold on, wait, so she prayed in what? 10 seconds? <laughs> no, no, no. She had, she had been praying for like... Oh! Found I found it, don't worry. You, you don't okay, find so stuff let me, like that. Okay, let me just explain my yes, situation. First of all, yes. I'm not ashamed to be like, oh yeah, it's a yes. <laughs> but second of all, I'm one of these friends that doesn't text back. And so I yeah, think yeah, he yeah. asked me and there was at least a day or two delay. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. I was like, oh, let me stop being rude. Obviously, yes. Obviously, yes. But obviously, let, yes. Obviously, yes. yes. Ah, we heard your yes. We got it. Thanks. I'm deleting this. <laughs> Mary, can you edit this out? Because she's always... We're not editing. I said the topic, you have to let me use my yes, because I might not get asked again. So let me just use my she emotional said, yes. She said, my yes is different to your yes. yes. <laughs> you have to let your yes be yes and your no be no. Hey, listen, we are, I appreciate the yes. No, I'll take it back. I felt, no. I felt the yes, man. It's always been a yes. That's it's funny. Been a yes. That should be the And then because it's, there was a delay, so I was like, obviously, from when you asked me, it was a yes. It's always been a yes. <laughs> oh, get out. So let me give you guys that Confidence. It was never a no. Oh, I was shut. never in doubt. It's always a yes. That's funny. That is jokes. Oh. Nah, shout out. Not yet. I just found it and you've actually edit it, edited it. I didn't okay. edit it. You okay. Did. You. I said nah. Oh, something about trolling. I don't know what I was talking about. Uh, what did you say right underneath that? It's a yes. It was, okay, I mean, I'm not saying that you lied. I said you edited. I didn't edit anything. There was a part that you didn't read. Obviously, this will get edited. Out, I'll put this on Instagram. See if I edit anything. Oh, do you want to know why it's jokes? You asked me a few days later, and then you text me saying, "Have you made your decision?" Ah, it's not. Yeah, that's okay. Not you asked me if I made my decision <laughs> because I left it very long because uh, I don't I text could, back, could, 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 and that's why I said, "Yeah, it was always a yes." Sorry, my bad. It was always a yes. Oh, look how she's trying to put me on blast, trying to make it look like I'm some beggy, beggy energy. But you still said it's always been a yes. Yeah, because it was a delay. But, it was but like, not the oh, now. Yes, next, just been like, next oh, yes, question. Like <laughs> anyway, welcome Gabby Samuel to Black Berea. Um, we can definitely use the next couple of minutes to get to know you. So you know, any interesting facts? See, I'm, I'm hearing a bit of a, a, a northern twang, twang to your accent. Twang, correct. It, make, it makes me so happy that people can still hear. I can me. tell Some that you're not. A, I'm actually from London. Some it's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, Top is on it today, though. Know? <laughs> top is ill. Um, I'm actually ill. Is your excuse? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> Rubbish. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, yeah, from Manchester. I moved to London Bugsy. six and a half years ago. Okay. 0161. 0161. Money on the map. Yeah. Is that what you're from? Yeah, 0161. You're actually from 0161 as well. All of Manchester is all of Manchester. There's no other. Um, <laughs> There's no you other time if you're from Stratford, E15. Oh, no. from. 0161 is the, re- the phone number. Oh, phone oh, number. My postcode, I'm oh, 16. Okay, okay, okay. M16, where you shoot M16s? Wait, that's... No. <laughs> anyway, the Lord saved you, so I don't know your past, but the Lord I saved you. I actually lived in a very nice area. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to London six and a half
Okay. So Ooh. what what made you what made your move to London? Uh, I came actually came to study. Okay. This is a long story. What did so you What did you come to study? So I st- first of all, when I was in Manchester, I stayed at Manchester. I went to Manchester Uni. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, straight after that, um, I came to London and went to a, a Christian college called Oak Hill. Don't know. Okay. Gang, gang, gang. I think someone else went to Oak Hill as well. That's why we actually know each other. I swear someone, friends, else, I swear someone else in the room went to Oak Hill and it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and it wasn't that. <laughs> What was all that? Yeah, that's what me and Gabby meant. Oh, yeah. You say met. Let me expose this girl. <laughs> it's always been a yes. Okay. I'm not happy about that phrase. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so you came to study. and I lived in the same building we did live in the for same building. a year. How many times did I see this girl? Twice. Max. Topet is busy. Busy was an understatement. She was not trying to... Anyway. Yeah, let's not... Next that's, question. That's, that's what another podcast <laughs> she said. Next question. I saw this girl more outside of college. I'm this time living N14. Oh, yeah, because she was... In the middle of nowhere. Evangelizing, I it? saw her more... Yeah, yeah evangelizing. I saw her more out and about <laughs> at events and whatnot. Then I saw her in our own residences. Listen, wow. I got my degree. You got your degree, though. You got your degree. <laughs> you got a degree. Um, yeah, sorry. I came to Manchester. I came to London. Was out at Kill for three years. And then started working. Okay. Yeah. Working where? I work for an organisation called London City Mission. I'm for London City Mission. I work in my church, which is my gang. I love them. Brixton Local Church. Yeah, By so gang, I, she just means a group of people, not, sorry. Uh, not a criminal. Are we doing a, contextualization? A, a, a group of like-minded. <laughs> sorry. These not are my, um, uh, my kindred... Um, brethren. Covenanted. <laughs> These are my people. My people. Your okay. Your yeah. people then. My church, boy. Okay. That, my, okay. This is my church. Um, yeah, Brixton Local Church, and that's where I work. Okay. There a lot of Caribbeans in your church? No. Oh, this is a, these are different conversations. All of my Manchester life is very Caribbean. Mm. All of it. All of my London black community life is very West African. We like that. Wow. <laughs> We're everywhere, you know. It's okay. I'm sure you're in Manchester, but I just was in circles. Like so how did you find the switch from like Caribbean to West Africa? I think God's been kind to me in that I've moved in different cultural circles yeah, all over the place all the time okay so i don't find it hard to jump into different cultures and different spaces um and there's a vibe isn't it we've got love for the church yeah so definitely. um so yeah it wasn't it's not been that hard I don't okay think. obviously you could probably ask my nigerian and Ghanaian friends and be like yeah she's she was very uh <laughs> different i don't know but for me on my side yeah it was been cool okay and obviously like like uk second third generation there's a lot there's as many similarities yeah in terms of black British culture mm. and then the distinctions of West African, Ghanaian, Nigerian, uh, Caribbean. There were some distinctions, but we share a lot of things in common. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Not according to Chipmunk, but... That's <laughs> what, the jollof rice and the rice yeah. and peas? What's this going on? Man was bugging. I think he said something like um, rice and peas. Jollof rice is just what? Rice with ketchup or something? Rice with yeah, sauce? Okay. Rule 101, when you're engaging with other cultures... You don't come for their food. Facts. That's facts. actually a And fact. especially not something as close to the heart as rice. Rice so, actually unites us. So it's like, I don't know amen. why you're using it to divide us. Christ and rice. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, Gabby, Gabby, come on. <laughs> she said Christ and rice. <laughs> nah. It's, that, it's always yeah. been a yes, yeah? <laughs> it's always been a yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> it's always true. been a yes. If you want to respond to your marriage proposal. <laughs> it's always been a yes. It's always been a yes. <laughs> I had to pray. Oh, said, that's yeah, I did have to pray. You, I'm not talking about. No, no, of course you have to pray. Of course you have to pray. Of course you have to pray. Yes, I'm not talking to you. That's anymore. funny. That is actually funny. <laughs> Any interesting facts? I feel like we got to know Gabby quite well, quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah. 
Caribbean, Manchester, babe, living in London. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's actually talk about what we're supposed to talk about in this episode. <laughs> so we're doing <laughs> like 11 minutes. <laughs> so we're talking about the quarter life crisis. So this is part two. So we did part one a few episodes ago where we spoke about um, work and just general kind of the theme of the quarter life crisis. Anybody doesn't know where we're looking at the book, is this it? The difference that Jesus makes to that feeling by Rachel Jones. Shout out Rachel Jones. She actually listened to the episode and I think she liked it. So that was good. And someone actually bought the book off of the listening to the episode. So that's quite encouraging. So today we're going to be speaking about uh, loneliness um, and friendships as well. So kind of, you guys excited? Um, so there's, there is a chapter that <laughs> Rachel Jones speaks about, about loneliness. Um, and, and there are a lot of, um, I think she even put in, in the, to begin with kind of like the study, a study in Australia found that 67% of 18 to 34 year olds felt lonely regularly, or at least occasionally. And 18% said every day. And, uh, there was like another statistic that said social isolation kills more people than obesity. So it is quite a, an epidemic, so to speak. So mm-hmm. we're going to kind of discuss it. Uh, so to kind of kind of kick it off like is there are there any ways in which loneliness is unique to the christian experience slash like do you think loneliness can be good for you do you guys okay let's okay let's pull back let's pull back do you guys when was the last time you felt lonely or is it something that you do you, do you feel regularly because this this that says that you they feel it 18 to 34 feel it regularly at least occasionally so two-thirds but 18 percent feel it every day so that is our age group so do you guys feel lonely occasionally regularly once I, a day I think the last time i felt like an intense sense of loneliness was probably like four or five years ago <laughs> now nah, top is dummy no, 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 hold on, no, 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 <laughs> everything not, is wait, just let perfect let me like as in I, I, the key word was intense okay okay intense okay and pro, it was prolonged as well so okay like a, a long period where i just felt like rah i ain't got nobody out here um it was about four or five years ago um was i in this church i was in this church but i wasn't um i don't feel like i was properly integrated mm-hmm. um neither do i feel like i had um solid deep-rooted friendships mm-hmm. and i think i think that gets to the core of what loneliness is at times like okay. you can be in a crowded space and still, and feel, lonely. still feel lonely yeah you can be alone and not feel lonely at all yeah um and i think i just hadn't built solid in our friendships where mm-hmm. i felt like i was deeply known um or that there was anyone that i could actually go to mm-hmm. um i still feel it like from time to time now um but that's probably just me being more so in my own head yeah i'm actually being alone because mm-hmm. um what what we'll get to later when talking about friendships I, I feel like i do have like a solid set of friends who um i can actually be quite open and honest with um but yeah that was the last time i mm. I felt like I was going through it, man. And I and I can I can understand that statistic about like it um claiming more lives than obesity. Mm-hmm. Um because when you're in that dark space and you actually feel like there's no one there for you, that can lead you to do very yeah dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it, yeah. That was the last time I felt lonely. Mm-hmm. Gabby? Gabs? Yeah. It's in it's interesting. So I work from home and live alone. Mm. Mm, that's a uh, problematic cocktail <laughs> combination um, so i'm often alone alone but i don't think i often feel lonely mm. and i'm thinking about why like why is that i think yeah because i'm part of a church part of a community um when i am hear that manchester oh, accent gosh. community it's gonna be here community <laughs> um yeah so i don't 
I don't often feel lonely, but there are certain um, patterns of thought that can definitely take me to that, like, or expose my loneliness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's usually when I'm thinking about the future. Okay. Um, I think when you're single... Auntie speaking right about now. Am Sorry. I auntie? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's auntie to me. <laughs> um, oh, that's not about my age. Anyway, um, I think when you're single, you have people around you who are obviously, like, your friends, your community, your people... And you've got, and when you've got big decisions to make about your life, where are you gonna settle, settle down? Uh, what are you gonna buy, mm. property wise? Um, like those big decisions to make, you, you can feel like all of that is just on your shoulders. Other people will give you advice and behave for you, but if it goes fantastic, it's just you. Mm. And mm-hmm. if it goes terribly wrong, it can feel like it's just you, and you'll bear the, you'll bear the weight of that by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think that can. And when I'm thinking about the future and like plans coming up, I think that can feel very lonely because there's no one to share that responsibility. It feels like there's no one to share that responsibility with. Um, so I think, yeah, my loneliness feels um, accentuated when they're so- making certain decisions and I'm like, oh, rah, I'm the only one that's, it's just me on this. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, so when, but when you're working from home and you're living alone, let's say that day isn't the day you go to church, for example, because I'm sure you're not at church every day. Yeah. Like... Are you just speaking to people on so WhatsApp say, yeah. and so phone I say calls? work from home. Like I do all my, I'm supposed to do all my prep and stuff at home. Okay. But my job is mainly like people, so I'm, I'm yeah, easily meeting two or three okay. people a day. But like all my bits and bobs, I'm supposed to do at home. Now I'm an extrovert. Could I stay in my house? I think, yeah, part of this is just managing your, managing yourself, managing mm. your personality. Mm-hmm. If I was to stay in my house, um, from morning till when I go out to leave somebody, I yeah, I I would. I would. I don't think I'd manage very well, mental health wise. I think I'd, so. The first thing I do in the morning is put the the news on or the radio on, just to have like another voice in the house. Mm. Little things like that. Um, so yes, I'm a person that's forever in coffee shops, spending money that I don't have because I just can't be in my house <laughs> by myself. I just can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I start to go not not for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. But if you're in a dark place mm-hmm. and you do live alone, mm-hmm. and you start, yeah, that could easily spiral into something more more tricky more problematic mm. yeah um, yeah i feel you i feel like um i'm not top of that four or five years but um i don't have i have like almost like pangs mm-hmm. um yeah, they're usually short-lived yeah. um so it's it, they're not intense either um but I, I don't think i'm two-thirds where i feel lonely every day because i feel like i do kind of enjoy being alone mm-hmm. um but i think i do strike the balance of like I can be alone, but also I know the importance of like being around people. Mm. Um, but there are times like decision making or yeah. you're at a wedding, there's bare oh. bayship, you're thinking, well, like if I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a wedding uh, last year and um, cause I was, I was everywhere chatting, chatting, chatting. And I was the last person to come and sit down at the table. <laughs> and he got to the table. Everyone else was That's sat down. Oh, it was one chair. I'm like, bare Everyone couples. else was pair, pair, pair and baby, pair and baby. And there was one chair. I was like, wow. Wait, where did you go to this wedding? Loneliness. Uh, this was last summer. Oh, okay. oh, I thought she was talking oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things wedding. Yeah, don't worry about that. Oh, no, but even like, it's crazy. I was at a tradi- traditional wedding like two weeks ago, and like after the wedding, everyone's outside, and like there was just different couples. We we're talking about love languages randomly, but all like everyone was slightly doing bass shit. Like, oh, you know, your acts of service. I know your language. <laughs> <laughs> and I was with my other God. friend, she's single as well, and we just looked at each other, we were like, raw, like, we're fully <laughs> lonely. <laughs> we're fully lonely in this context. Um, they're single, and then there's very single. Single. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm very. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I feel like that was like a moment where like I felt, mm, but like, but that's that's a specific sense of loneliness, yeah. not in like the loneliness that I think 
maybe that Rachel Jones kind of alludes to the in the chapter. The of the soul is like, it's that like deep, yeah. intense, internal. Yeah. Because yeah. in a chapter, like Rachel Jones speaks about loneliness more in terms of like not having friends. Yeah. Um, whereas I think we're speaking more about like not having that friend, basically. Um, <laughs> that free friend. <laughs> that friend, friend. Um, but yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're silly. <laughs> that free friend. <laughs> but are there any ways in which loneliness is unique to the Christian experience? I think so. I think there's certain, um, yeah, things you're struggling with, mm-hmm. certain fights you're fighting. And obviously we have a community. We have people who are with us and praying for us and asking us questions and mm-hmm. and understand some of what we're going through. Mm-hmm. But I think there's certain fights that you fight. Yeah, there's a, it's a war in, in yourself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's you and the Lord. <laughs> so if, if the Lord's with you, is that, are you lonely? Like, no, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but in terms of, of peers, people around you, I think there are certain... Yeah, fighting internally, which is part of the Christian faith. Um, that yeah, you do feel like oh, it's you and the Lord, and you got you got to deal with Him on this. Yeah, if you're going for like specific periods or like yeah. specific issues or trials and struggles, of course, like your friends might be like, yeah, I know what you're going through. But at the end of the day, like when you close the door, it's just you by yourself mm-hmm. thinking through these issues, thinking through these problems, and Fighting you can be very like yeah. you can feel very alone. I'm even thinking of like, um, is it Hagar? Is it Hagar? Like Abraham, like further out. Genesis 18 and she's literally alone with Ishmael and like that's a specific struggle again when like um why am I forgetting people when Saul's um, chasing David mm-hmm. he feels alone so like there's there are many people of course ultimately Lord Jesus Christ like there are periods where we where I think that is quite unique to the Christian experience in terms of just feeling like you're the only one that's going through this particular trial or particular mm-hmm. difficulty so now it can be can be very very difficult um do you think loneliness can be good for you Tope? Um, I think yes and no. I okay. think so. It was interesting that Gabby mentioned um, her extrovertedness, if mm-hmm. that's the word. I feel like I'm, I tend to be quite introverted at times, mm-hmm. and I feel like when I'm alone with my thoughts, I'm alone. Shout out to Nick Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I'm alone with my thoughts, it, it can um, have a negative, negative impact. Um, if I'm not um, if I'm not applying scripture to the way I'm thinking um, and so yeah I think there are times I think as you said like if you're going through like particular trials mm-hmm. where solitude is necessary mm-hmm. um, and essentially it is you and the Lord fighting but I think particularly for me I recognize that I can't I enjoy being by myself mm-hmm. and so I can't always just go to that that place yeah um, because I'm just excluding people in terms of like the help that they can administer to me in that time. Um, and I'm, and I'm not using a means by which God mm-hmm. has said I would experience his grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a temptation for me. So I think I tend to try and find a balance as much as I can between enjoying being around people and fellowshipping and being by myself. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm literally just prone to, yeah, let me just do it all by myself. Yeah. Let me just do it by myself. Um, and even when I'm with people, let me just still be by myself. Yeah. I think it can, it, good and bad. Um, it's just the way in which we use it. Yeah. I tend to agree. I think, I think for me, like I enjoy doing things by myself. So like, I love going cinemas by myself. I love like long drives by myself as well. Like if I need to go somewhere for two hour drive and someone asks me if they can come, I'm always like, like oh, catch the train. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so I do enjoy doing things by myself, like being home alone and like no one's there. I'm like, yes. But at the same time, I do, as you're saying, like, in, 
the importance of wanting and having people around and it's quite difficult because with me it's like if I'm going through something I almost have to like internalize it first and like break it down in my head and like and then I tell people like so I could easily tell someone two weeks later like oh yeah two weeks ago I was really sad you know they'll be like why didn't you tell us then I'm like I needed to like (laughs) and it's quite if people find it mad frustrating because they can tell that I'm not fine but Mm -hmm. I'm not really saying anything because I'm still like trying to process it in my head um so i think again like yes or no i think it's good to spend some time alone man like on a solo thing but again you do need people it's interesting like the dynamic between the extroverts of us and the introverts so introverts have to like fight not fight be intentional about making sure they bring people into their life yeah yeah i think as an extrovert i can so easily fill my time being everywhere with everyone talking about everything um that i'm never alone and obviously there's a a difference between loneliness and being alone Mm -hmm. but um if yeah i can easily find myself in situations where like i'm not thought about this i'm not reflected on this um because i've just not been alone i've You've just been up when i've come home i've gone to time to brush your teeth and go to bed mm. yeah and you get up it's time to leave the house and go mm. sit in my coffee shop yeah um so i have to fight and be intentional about this is an evening where i'm gonna sit in my house and not put any plans in be alone and um yeah and process and think and and pray and just be okay with being alone mm-hmm. um, which yeah so living alone has helped with that <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think on both ends of the spectrum there's probably a fight yeah. to drag it back yeah to have, a healthy balance yeah have you felt, ever felt lonely in the church so i'm trying to think of like when you came from like 0161 came <laughs> to your new church like did you ever feel lonely even now like do you go through periods of feeling lonely these questions we have to put this is trigger warning again. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i think because i work for a church when you can't even say anything. So you arrive. <laughs> Imagine you work for a church. I feel lonely. You're like, huh? We're not exposed. Better I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I think when, if when, when there's a part, of, it's hard. This is hard. I think when you work for a church, there's a part of you that's always on job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get to church and I don't have time to sit and wait for people to come and talk to me or come and initiate relationships with me. I'm, I'm, I'm here to yeah. Um, yeah, help build community, to invite people in, to welcome people. And so I, ne- I don't think when I got to London and I got to church, because I've always been working in that context, um, I've felt lonely because I've been mindful. I'm bringing other people in. It's not mm. me waiting to be brought in. But then even that can be lonely because obviously when you when you when you're working in a Christian context, so there's some things that I won't talk to my friends about because for me to talk about my workplace is to talk about your pastor. <laughs> See um, them politics. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And so and so. What's and, that show on Netflix? And so you green, green. What is it? Greenville. Green. Green. That stupid. Green. Sh- that stupid oh, show. Uh, green Greenleaf. That's forbidden. <laughs> I've not watched no, it. Wait, I have decided just, this forbidden. Just compare. Have you checked the Greenleaf? That's no, not. We're no, very. No, no, no. We love the gospel. I actually didn't really like that. The church politics. It's not politics. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. Not very. Have you watched Greenleaf? I've seen like maybe one episode. Now the politics are. Oh, is it wild? Okay. What? <laughs> the record. Um, okay, so. Church is a healthy Bible yeah, teaching. Healthy. <laughs> Bible believing. <laughs> Bible believing. Reformed evangelical church. I was on the socials. I'm joking. Um, she said I was on the socials, you know. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. Ignore the greedy. So yeah, so that can be, that can be isolating because there's things that you're dealing with, um, yeah, that you can't necessarily talk to your peer group about freely because mm-hmm. um, your peer group are in your church. And, and sometimes you're dealing with other situations with people in the church. And yeah, you, yeah you, obviously you can't talk about that freely. Um, I think if there's any, f- the only place that I can talk about that freely is in prayer. So those times where I have felt lonely in the life of the church and that can't be avoided. Um, yeah, you learn to call out to the Lord in prayer. Lord. So you're almost saying that if you if you're going through loneliness in your church, you, you can't you don't speak to anyone. No, I think my, the, uni- the, the, the uniqueness, not, okay. 
<laughs> no, that don't sound healthy. <laughs> the uniqueness of, of my position means that I can't necessarily talk to people in my in church, church. Okay, um, because I'd be talking about. So you'll speak to someone. Outside so yeah, of so church. I think obviously there's healthy. There's other places to go and offload, um, and to speak and to pray things through. Um, yeah, but there's some situations it's not appropriate for you to talk to um, your peer group about necessarily. Like mine, yeah. yeah. I think I, this, this line of thought has gone a bit wild. <laughs> no, I, I can't we, we went from Greenleaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. No, I get no, what you're saying. I think I get what you're saying. Is this sound like no good? Are we editing, editing the sound? No, no, no way. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, not, I haven't got tech issues. Real and real. Can we edit? No, nah, nah, no way. Nah. No way. Does nah. that make sense? I don't yeah, know if that I, makes I sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Basically, she's saying it was always a yes. Yeah. Papa, you need to behave and actually relax. You know, you talked about like you were lonely when you started like, kind of going to your church. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have you experienced loneliness since then? Like, how did you deal with it when you were lonely at that time? Um, as in in this church I'm in now. Yeah, because you said when you first came, you was you was lonely. Yeah, I weren't really trying to know nobody. Okay, mm. but since then you haven't experienced loneliness in your church. Not, or? not, not particularly. Okay. Um, I think, and I think as well, prior to coming here, um. I think there's this okay. I was gonna say there's this perception, but I know quite a number of people. <laughs> that what your bait? Do your bait, basically. I, don't, I hate that word. But well, you are though. Okay. Sometimes you hate and are accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you are bait. It's clearly and Gabby are fighting. It's always it's, been a yes. <laughs> it's always been a yes. <laughs> but yeah, so recently I was actually talking to some um, to people about this, um, and someone asked me what are the pros and cons of knowing a lot of people. Okay. I'm always going to use that phrase, knowing a lot of people. Okay, we know what that enough. means. Okay. It sounds disgusting. Okay, fair enough. Um, obviously, the pros are you you got a big network, like when you need things, whatever. But I think the cons, one of the cons can be that people often perceive that you're good mm. because you you know a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people know you. Mm. You actually don't need anyone to reach out to you. Mm. Um, and I think, particularly when I first started coming here, um, I was still operating in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think also because a lot of people tend to like come to me and offload. Mm. I don't really offload back yeah. because I'm thinking, all right, you kind of need me to mm. just be a soundboard at times. And so I think when that changed and I started to be more intentional, mm. uh, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying about being introverted. When I started being more intentional about actually sharing my life with people, I, I, rec- I recognize the difference. Mm-hmm. So even when I am alone at home, I don't necessarily feel it. Mm. Or when I'm going through stuff, I can actually look through my phone book and think, oh, I can I can talk to this person, I can talk to this person. I remember there was one time, it's going to be a sad story, guys. <clears throat> it's okay. I'm not about to cry. I'm, <laughs> I'm She's ill. Cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually ill. <laughs> no, but I remember there was one time, I, I was on my way back from the church that I used to go to and I was in Victoria Station. And I don't know how, yeah, but you know, when you're upset, it's always raining. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah, know, yeah. like, it was raining. It's and fa- I, fallacy. I was really like, there we go. That's <laughs> Look at that vocal. That's, that's beautiful. Word, don't know, that don't English. know. <laughs> <laughs> she actually did. Good shot, good shot. Yeah, and I was, I was literally, I was literally going through it, wrestling in my mind. Um, and I was at Victoria Station waiting for my train. Um, and I literally went through my phone book. And I was literally just scrolling through my phone book. And there was not one single person I felt like I could call. That's so sad. I found the tears came, man. In the middle of Victoria Station. And obviously, <laughs> the way the way British culture is, every man will pass me still. <laughs> like, Dude, what's wrong with that? <laughs> everyone just kept, <laughs> literally, everyone just kept going. Because obviously, it's Victoria. Everyone's yeah. busy. But, like, I think that was a particularly low point for yeah. me. And I think, like, obviously, after 
Um, I finished crying. You know them headache cries. Oh. Well, you've cried. You know, the sleep would have been nice though. The sleep you know, was you get home sweet. The sleep <laughs> you just sleep, like, oh, just knock sweet. off straight away. But no, nah, I resolved to like, nah, I can't go through that again. And mm-hmm. then you then start to like, evaluate your friendships yeah. or evaluate like, the people that you have around you. And I don't think necessarily the problem was with other people. It was the way I was actually interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I'd, I'd, I don't think I've felt lonely for a very long time. Because um, I think I have really good friends yeah as similar to me i don't think i felt lonely in the church in a very long time either um i think i've been going to church i've been going going for a while so that might help me but even in my old church i don't think i've ever felt lonely i think maybe the first first few weeks after i go when i started coming to my new church was that i felt a bit if you don't know anyone you're still trying to make friends but i think that was that was very much very can lie very don't know anyone (laughs) very can lie you how dare you call me babe how dare you call me babe I'm just looking at her. Well, she's just saying madness. Anyway, it was short lived. When you know a lot of people, (laughs) yeah, you know the most. When your network is extensive, (laughs) a network, your networks that we're using for your bait (laughs) energy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that was very much short lived. Um, But no, it is hard because there are a lot of people who do experience loneliness Mm. in the church. So, like, Mm. so what? What advice would you give those who Mm. experience? So, like, it's not just uh, I've been coming here for two weeks. So there's a usual. I don't know anyone. It's been like I've been coming here for a considerable amount of time, but I still feel lonely. I think I think first of all on, on what Tope said, um, I think coming to that moment, I think a lot of us would struggle to admit that we don't have good friends mm-hmm. or good friendships. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So come to a moment where you're like, there's no one that I could call right now. Like, I think that's a hard that that's a hard moment to be. But I think if yeah, there's probably times for all of us where we can we can be like, oh, that's been the moment. Um. But not a lot of us we'd be ashamed to say that out loud. Mm. After the fact, you can say, oh, there was this time when back in the day. But when you're in the moment to say yeah. right now, there's no one that I could call. Um. Yeah, that's a hard thing. I don't know what the point of me saying that is. But just to <laughs> acknowledge, like, yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Um. What's the question? How do you help those who are experiencing loneliness in the church? Yeah. Gabby's having a mare for the first episode, doing it slightly. <laughs> 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 Gabby's, Gabby's not coming back, you know. Gabby's actually not coming back. Gabby's gonna shoot. You know, Gabby lives in Brixton. No, nah, but she lives in Brixton oh, now, you know. know. I do. She lives. I'm not gonna bait out the road, but that road is it. Is it? Bear homies. I'm having a nightmare. I'm joking. I'm joking. Wow, I'm joking. I'm kidding, man. I'm it's kidding. Okay. I'm in the room. <laughs> Jokes. They're gonna. How do you help those who experience the loneliness I think, in yeah, the church? And, and even that, like, top is um situation is is illustrative. I think of this, like. Obviously, that we want people to pursue us in friendship. We want people to like check in with us, but there's a responsibility on us to to invest in our relationships. Mm. Are we are we pursuing people? Um, are we are we sending the text? Oh, what you been on? When are you free? Let's get coffee. Um, and then when we are together, are we asking questions that are gonna deepen our relationships? That mm. are gonna bring significance to our relationships? Because um, you can know a lot of people, but not not know them. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people can know you. But no one don't know you. Mm. Um, so then this question of how much are you willing to be known? How much are you willing to like open up? And then are you are you someone who's inquisitive about the other? Mm. Like, are you asking those questions that would help you to know somebody? Mm. Um, so I think a lot of it is about, yeah, how we view our relationships and the effort that we're willing to put in. Because I, th- I think high school and like, education can give you a false sense of how easy it is to make friends because uh-huh. you're like in school every day every day every day and then you're at uni you're you're in a new city you're living together it can feel like making friends is really easy then you get into grown-up life you realize oh if i want to see you 
I've got to get a date in the diary. We've got to send texts. We've got to get our calendars together. And in yeah. London, this is going to be long. Yeah. Um, and then when I see I've got to be asking like significant questions, we can't just be talking about, ah, 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 ah. Like yeah. we have to, I have to be thoughtful and intentional about this. Um, and it can feel hard. That can feel hard. Um, but yeah, it's necessary, I think. If you, if you spoke to someone in your church and they said, oh, I feel really lonely and you knew they were going there for like a year. So it wasn't like a, right, okay, you just got to give it a couple of mm. weeks. Like, what would you say to them to like try and improve that situation? Because I feel like people don't really want to say that because it feels like an indictment in the church. Like if I said, oh, I'm coming for a year and I feel lonely, you're thinking, right, oh, this church is, are they doing what they should do? Mm. But like to that person, like what are you going to say to them in terms of if they're feeling lonely? I think it's, I think it's partly what Gabby's been saying. Mm-hmm. Like, um, to an extent, it's, it's, the responsibility is on two people. I, w- mm-hmm. I would see in that situation. So I'd, I'd think, okay, if you're in this local church and you've been there for, let's say you've been there for six months, I would think, what are those people, in, like, what are the people in the church what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, checking are they reaching you, out yeah. You, yeah. to you? Are they checking for you? Mm-hmm. Are they, are mm-hmm. they, as Gabby was saying, are they asking you those, um, what, what word did you use? Uh, yeah, my English isn't, I don't know what I said. Them deep questions. Yeah. <laughs> um are they are they really really trying to get to know you yeah but at the same time i'd be i'd be i'd be asking the person how much are you um open to being known mm. and so when those questions are asked are you just giving you know those mm. kind of quick answers or even some, if someone says how are you are you just like oh yeah i'm, I'm all right mm-hmm. and just kind of like cutting the conversation short there um because yeah i think um i just lost my train of thought wow He's having a man now. Shandere <laughs> Wow. Whoa. Are you saying? Hi. <laughs> Yo. It's okay. He was talking about. It's been it real. was fantastic. The, 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 <laughs> we're talking about both the duality of. Duality. Because, <laughs> you know, because Kings and Damien are on the podcast, I'm trying to bring the big words. Duality. That's <laughs> like, what I was saying. The duality. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, like the, if, if the church should be decent, but you should yeah. try as much as you can to do something. Yeah, and well. I, th- I think it's difficult. Again, like when you, you're looking at like different people's personalities, yeah. some mm-hmm. people are not as um, willing to make the first step. Mm-hmm. Or like when it comes to like social settings there might be a considerable amount of anxiety and mm. so i, I, yeah. I, I want to um i don't just want to say to those people oh like just try, try harder, harder. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah it just doesn't work like that yeah, their yeah. brain doesn't process it yeah. like that and so that's why i say the responsibility is, yeah. is people. By people. Yeah. Um, because there are people in the church that do find it hard when it comes to like social settings i know i've spoken to people that like they they don't like when the service is finished because it's just like, right. What do I do now? What do I do now? Yeah. Who do I stand like, with? Where do yeah, I go? Do I stand with? Uh, where do I go? Where are they? Oh, uh, I, do you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> if, your one, if your one friend is on holiday, like, what do you it's do? It's a mare. It's a mare. Yeah. So like some people like during the last song, they're on that 42. <laughs> they're putting the coat on. <laughs> they're dipping out straight away. <laughs> or you know, like you're in a church and everything is just mad tailored to the extroverts. So like, go find five people and yeah, tell them. That's or like, and it's like, what about the person that doesn't want to, doesn't naturally do that? Ain't got time for that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. It is hard. I think for me, it's like when I'm speaking to people, I think, sadly, I think if you join a church, I think the church should be mm. targeting those who are on the outskirts. Like, mm. you can't be your first week and you're already like trying to speak to everyone. I think the church should do more to probably like <laughs> get you integrated. Yeah, basically trying to do as much as they can to help you. Mm. Um, but then actually the third, fourth, fifth month, I think that's when you might slowly try and build up. But I think if, if you're someone that is introverted or you do struggle, like you don't need to look for like mad 
amounts of friends maybe mm. just target two or three people mm. so like quality over quantity i think yeah, yeah, yeah. hopefully of course there might be events um maybe go to more midweek meetings or if they have events or if they do small groups do different things like that just to try and build mm. the relationship but it, it is quite difficult and i think there is a growing sense of people who are feeling very lonely in the church mm. which is i think a i a think shame. there's a growing sense of people feeling lonely just in our society mm. in general um i think obviously social media has a large part to play in that mm-hmm. where you feel like you're always connected to people but you're actually not not yeah um you feel like especially like going for like instagram or twitter or facebook you feel like there's always something going on in someone else's life or mm. you, you can see what's going on but you you actually don't like you actually yeah. not there's not that kind of like face-to-face interaction and so i think for our generation in particular social media has heightened that sense of kind of like just feeling isolated which is weird because in one sense, it should be bringing us together because you're seeing what people are doing a lot more. Yeah. You're interacting with people a lot more. But in essence, you actually... You're not. Aren't. Yeah. It's just, it's just strange. Right? And there's little things like FOMO. So you're not there, but you wish she was there. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so it's like you're, you're looking at snaps of someone on holiday. Hey, what's FOMO? Fear of missing out. Okay, I just... Oh, just in case no just one. Just in case. <laughs> For fear of missing out, where your friends are on holiday, you're messaging them. And I'm like, oh, that's such a nice pic. Oh, you guys are having a good time. Blah, blah, blah. But then you drop your phone, and it's like, I'm alone in my room. No one's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on holiday. And then that instant like sense <laughs> of lo- sadness comes in, just, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels like everyone. We spoke about this before, but it feels like everyone around you is having the best time of their lives, and you're just alone yeah. by yourself. But again, Instagram is our highlights. Like no one's actually. Yeah. Gonna, no one's actually gonna. Even if they are having a crap time on holiday. No one's actually going to be like, right, this holiday is dead. And we know for facts, we've had friends that have been on holidays, <coughs> like with a group of girls and maybe the group was too big and there was tensions. Why girls? Why girls? Why girls? Because that's what I'm talking about. Oh, right, Bruh, why are you hating your own Or boys. I don't know. I don't know guys like that. that yeah, go guys, on guys have issues on holidays <laughs> as well. <laughs> I don't know if I am welcome here. I don't know. The energy I'm getting is a bit like, oh, sis, are you sure you want to be here? I don't know if it will always be a yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, go, go, um, go. <laughs> yeah but they like they had they, we, yeah we've been on i've got friends that i know and went on holiday it wasn't that fun but you look at their gram you you would have thought they lived their best hey, life listen. but you spoke to them afterwards they were like yeah there wasn't really a vibe we spent too much money in that place the drinks it was dead uh, uh, uh. drinks they even drinking alcohol wow that is a beep straight away straight beep <laughs> what are you trying to do i'm huh? kidding i'm what kidding you trying, you trying to change your surname isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah it's a yes it's a yes <laughs> <laughs> that is too but funny like, on this convo like Obviously, we're listening with two sets of ears as the individual who might feel lonely. But then there's some of us are the people on the inside. Mm-hmm. With the, purple, the people who go to church regular, who know everyone, who talks to everyone. And how mindful are we when people come to our church for the first, second, third time, for the first, second, third mm-hmm. month? Like, how mindful are we to bring them in? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you get to church, you see your gang, you want to catch up with your friends. Um, but there are people here that need bringing in, that need introducing, yeah. that need inviting back to the house. What are you doing? Oh, this is what yeah. we're doing. Do you want to come? Yeah. Um, yeah, so as much as some some of us listening are those that have felt lonely, mm. some of us are the people who are like in, in the circle and the responsibility on us to... To be bringing people to bring in. people in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I've, even me, like I can think of people in my church who have been going there for five years, but I still think 
could struggle with loneliness mm. just in terms of just their personality maybe just how frequent they are in a church mm. so they, don't, they might not come as often mm. or maybe when service finishes where they sit so so i think you have to be quite mindful of that of course of like okay if no one's speaking to them maybe i should go and talk mm. to them maybe i should message them in the week mm. because i think that's what the body is yeah, trying to sure. think of every single person mm. in your church and trying to trying to deal with that we back <laughs> <laughs> okay cool next question does christianity teach that god is enough to satisfy every relational longing we have or are we created with an intrinsic need for a relationship that god cannot satisfy it's always been a yes with this one <laughs> god is enough man god is enough <laughs> my feelings like this it's okay being sanctified as i sit in the room Wait, what's the question does christianity teach that god is enough to satisfy every relational longing mm-hmm or are we created with an intrinsic need for a relationship that God cannot satisfy? An intrinsic need. Yeah. The way I'm hearing this question, maybe it's the way I'm hearing this question. I don't. I think there are areas of our life that God, in one sense, cannot satisfy. In the sense of like, so you think of food, mm-hmm. right? I'm hungry. You have to eat, basically. I have to eat. I'm thirsty. I have to drink water. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the toilet. I need to release. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like it's not enough to say that you have god when i feel like he's built us Mm -hmm. to exist within community Mm -hmm. and so for that reason i'll say i hate saying that god is i I hate that whole idea of god is not enough Mm -hmm. because i don't think that sounds right right it's it's not i feel like god has created us for community Mm -hmm. um and so i don't think he's created us to um for him to satisfy what we need within like mm. friendships mm. human relationships yeah it's almost like the way he satisfies us is through the means it's, fr- it's through those things community so, yeah even the same with like food mm. the, he's given he's, us food he's given yeah we recognize that it's a gift from him mm-hmm. um and that he is mm. um yeah yeah called us to be satisfied in those ways i think at this point it's, it's important to consider what it means to be an image bearer and mm-hmm. um, we reflect we're to reflect god and we know in, in regards to the nature of God, we know that he exists in relationship. Mm-hmm. God is father, son and spirit from eternity past. Um, God exists within relationship. And then when he creates humans, he, he creates us with a relational dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's interesting when you ask, oh, what is the most important commandment? Like God, Jesus doesn't pick between the two. He says, oh, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, in eternity, when we're perfected, so I have perfect desires, perfect longings. Um, I still exist in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think God re- requires us to... Drama. Yeah, he's He's not set us up in a way to make us pick. Like, I've created you in this way. And you living in this way reflects me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it shows the important need of the church. Because sometimes you think, oh, if I just hear sermons and if I just pray and read my yeah. Bible, do I need to go to church? And you meet people who don't go to church but profess yeah. to be a Christian. Yeah. It's like, actually, God has set it up in a way that we would yeah. find a means of grace with yeah. people. Mm. Um, so the way he satisfies our need relationally is giving us the church mm. in a way to reflect his character and person. Um, so yeah, it, it is, it's a, people, we have to remind ourselves that we do need the church, we do need each other, we do need community because that's, that's how God has built us up. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, we just have to keep plugging the church. And then it's it's hard because cause we're church because there's people, there's friction, there's awkwardness, there's mm-hmm. beef, mm-hmm. there's strife, there's enmity, but mm-hmm. we have to push through that and, and, and seek love ultimately. And even um I think something that Rachel says in the book is that often at the heart of loneliness is a desire to be known wholly and completely. And she starts to talk about kind of the ways in which we can like kind of like a practical advice in terms of how to build and find friendships. And that just had me thinking of like, how do you guys choose and like make your friends? Cause so, so for example, you just said, <laughs> do you choose your friends? Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? <laughs> Sorry. Cause you said, you know, you, you've Sorry. got a lot of friendships. I do what? You've got a lot of friendships. So like some of yeah. them you've, you do choose your friendships. Uh, do you know what? No, the reason why that's You choose where to invest. I, do you reason? Yeah. Why, okay, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, it's because I was listening to um, the Tim Keller sermon. Mm. Right. Um, someone said Tim Keller and it wasn't Israel on his <laughs> podcast. Wow. <laughs> Shout out Israel. Shout out Israel. <laughs> um, about friendship. Um, and I think he quoted, um, I think it, he quoted C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. It was either when he quoted C.S. Lewis or that, um, what's that guy's name? Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about the uh, the friendship sermon? Yeah, is that not what I just said? Did you say friendship sermon? Well, I blanked out, boy, sorry. Right. That's one of Tim Keller's best sermons. When people aren't listening to you. <laughs> I don't think you said that. I'm trying to be phrase. deeply known. When poor. you listen back, you'll hear that I said friendship. All right, calm <laughs> down. Did she, did she say friendship? <laughs> <laughs> Tell your this. story, sis. I listened. <laughs> she even said sis. I know, she gave me that sis. Awkward <laughs> <laughs> moment when I listened back and I, I didn't say it. <laughs> Um, and I think he spoke about like, um, of course you choose your friendships, but I think he spoke about like, there's a sense in which God chooses our friendships yeah, and yeah. that he's the one that kind of like, what was the word he used? Lays the board at the feast of, he said it better than I did. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, something like that. Something. You know, my English is subpar. Um, and so I think when I look at my friendships, um, as much as I've chosen them, I recognize it to some extent. Christ has chosen them for me. Yeah. Um and for particular yeah. purposes. Mm-hmm. Um and what was the original question? How do you choose to make friends? So like um, for example, because you so I'm trying to think of like your personality, you're more introverted, yeah. you like to spend time alone. So does that mean you try and befriend people that are more extroverted or who are gonna pull you out of your aloneness or do you pull people you choose people who are more likely so like let's say you're someone that um you're you like to avoid confrontation, you might befriend someone who's a lot more kind of upfront, or mm. like, do you look for stuff like that, or is it just purely by providence that you just decide to just? Um, so even when I say I'm introverted, I think I'm like there's a skill. Of course, mm. of course. I've met some introverted people, and they make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how you been? Mm. <laughs> You're like, but I speak now. Use <laughs> <laughs> <His> words. Um, <laughs> Sorry, can, no can... shade to the introverted people. No, we love you. We love you. That. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, but I, I think I can be quite social when I need to be. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in terms of, right, you said, mm-hmm. Make sure you heard times. it. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> um, funny enough, when I think about my friendships, I don't feel like I've ever chosen them, if that makes sense. Natural. I feel like they've, some of them have naturally happened. Obviously, um, I think that's at the foundation. I haven't chosen them. I think there has, I've had to make a choice to continue to work on them mm-hmm. um and as i was saying to kind of like let people in or kind of like share kind of like the deep side of my life and um, but when i think about how a lot of my friendships have formed it's been the most random occurrence um i think of one friendship that formed because she should she wow my english, <laughs> english. 
Shisho. 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 She saw that um, I was on the edge of tears. Right, I've been crying a lot in this podcast, isn't it? Top has been mad transparent. Yeah, you know? right? <laughs> I was not expecting this. Um, she saw. Wow. <laughs> It's, it's hard to say. It's always been a okay. She, 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 she's, nah, I'm even struggling now. She, she saw, yeah, okay. that I was on the, I was on the edge of tears, mm-hmm. and um, obviously me doing bravado, bravado. I was trying to get trying out. to firm it, yeah, trying to firm it. And then she obviously just messaged me that night, and then obviously from that we've actually built quite a solid friendship. I think of other friendships that have just been like we've been in the same house or kind of like with a group of friends. They've said something and I thought, oh, yeah, I actually relate with that quite a bit. And then we've had conversations about that. And then it's kind of like built off of that. I don't kind of recall anyone that I've looked at and said, you will be my friend. Yeah. I kind of chase them like that. And I, I, I just haven't experienced it. I'm not saying it doesn't necessarily work like that for some people. But um, for me, it's just always felt quite organic. Organic. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean it hasn't taken work. It's yeah. It's felt a bit organic. Is that the same for you, Gabs? Just question. How do you choose to make friends? Yeah, I think very similarly, most of my friendships have se- have seemed quite organic. Um, but I do think, I'm increasingly aware of, of a need to be intentional about cultivating certain friendships that maybe haven't been as organic in deepening because like, they possess qualities that I think are beautiful and encouraging and that's attractive and so you want to be around that. So I'm like, this person... Yeah, so like, so that's there has been an an intentional investment in certain friendships, um, but yeah, that initial friendship has often seemed quite organic. I think so. Nothing really to add to what Toby said, and you can edit this out. No, no. it's fine. <laughs> Stop with that word. Stop, edit. Stop with edit, man. Stop with edit. Stop, don't edit. No, I think I, no. I, I agree with you guys as well. I think a lot of my friendships have been quite n- organic in the mm-hmm. sense of just similar interests same place yeah same area after the same jokes yeah and and some of it i always think of it because i sometimes i think of the fact that i've got a lot of people that i know and i think ah oh, if you went to my church or if you live around the corner from me we'll be a lot closer but mm. just you're busy i'm busy and mm. i've just got a friend who goes to the same church and i see her a lot more often so i'm just closer to her mm. um so that's just kind of life really mm. and i've got a lot of like secondary school friends and i'm like oh if we saw each other more often we'll definitely be like best buddies um but yeah so i think a lot of the times it's actually just been by providence in terms of just my close proximity who's around me mm. who can i just talk to um and rachel talks about that in the book she talks about um investing where you are Mm-hmm. so some of us have really close relationships obviously I'm from Manchester like family well, family, but like really close people I grew up with friendships and if I was always to pursue and invest in those relationships when I was on the phone that's always who I was on the phone with mm-hmm. um, that I'm, every weekend I'm going back to Manchester to visit them that would come at an expense of not investing here where I am and then mm-hmm. that would compound my feeling of loneliness here mm-hmm. so Rachel talks about investing where you are like we have to trust that where we live the community that we're in um, our colleagues our church this is not coincidental incidental god is providentially over these things mm. and so where we are this is where we're called to invest um mm. uh, yeah i think that's been really really helpful part of the book actually mm. so what do you guys think the marks of a true friendship includes i've actually thought about this a lot because um you've been reevaluating your friends <laughs> because oh this is actually peak, peak. peak but the other who, way around who, who did think... i leave in 2018 <laughs> no. i'm done the other way around the other way around I who think... got left you in 2018 no, who got removed from the <laughs> group chat <laughs> oh, my you know when you check the group chat like how was that why was i being removed 
Or they started a new What's group What's that really do need to let you leave the group without no, no well, anyone? Anyway, that's a different that conversation. Word. I think because I think over the past year and a half, increasingly thinking about the significance of my relationships, I, don't, I think there's been times where I've not been a good friend. Okay. And so... Um, Why do you think that? Sorry, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but no, like, what, was the, what were <laughs> um, the marks that made you feel Yeah, I just think friend? because I can be so everywhere. Okay, you're booked and busy. Again, not not um. What's the word? What's your you, word? You know a lot of people. Well, learn a lot of people. Yeah, oh, your network. Bait. You can relax. Your network. I'm bait. Stop yeah, saying I mean. that nasty word, man. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys are all bait, you know, slyly. No promise. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, another beat. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I think because I can be so everywhere, my my relational situation can be like um, wide but shallow. Mm. Okay. Um. Mm. And so, and the, and there are certain relationships of. Or people that I would be like, yeah, we're close, but I don't need to talk to you every day or every week. And actually, that 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 can be true. There are people that you closely don't talk to regularly. But actually, on my side, that was a laziness in the relationship mm-hmm. um, and not putting enough time. And then obviously, because people are Christians and they'll forgive you, they'll let it go. Uh-huh. But that's I'm not being a good friend to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm, so when I'm with you, we're cool. But in terms of caring for you as a whole person, um, knowing knowing your life, knowing you... Um, yeah, I've not been a good friend, and it's and it's a running joke, like in, in my circle. Like I don't text back, and I'm like I'm like that friend. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> you're, you're, Bruh. Praying it. you're praying in it, you're praying in it, You're waiting for that, that delay. Uh, is that your, your situation? No, that's I'm talking about you with the uh, whole black real thing. Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, and so like I've had to be really intentional about this is someone that I love and I want to love them well. Mm. And so for me to love them well is to be intentional about being a good friend to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was about how do you be, what was the question? True marks of a friend. True no, marks of a friendship. But, I think, no, but yeah. I've had to consider like the true marks of a friendship, not so I can say I'm cutting off these people that are not from real, my real friends, mm-hmm. but so I can say, am I being a good friend? Mm-hmm. Am I praying for these people? Mm-hmm. Um, am I asking those those que- those helpful, insight, insightful questions? Am I willing to be known? Mm-hmm. it's not always everybody else that's been a rubbish friend sometimes it's you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm trying so you were saying like things like time yeah consist- um not consistency what's Effort. the word intentionality intentionality just love yeah, investment like, as well yeah. what about you Toby? you was referencing that tim keller sermon i think he bought did he not have like four c's yeah, i've forgotten them candor candor clarity uh, communication yeah, no, you're just shouting out C's. Constantly. Like, like. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I can't. Christ. <laughs> Amen. Um, what was the question? About the marks of a true yeah. friendship. It's funny, I was having this conversation yesterday. Um, I think... Um, I think the depth is mm. definitely... Um, something that, for me anyway, personally, I can say, okay, I can mark this out as a true friendship. But also, like... Um, Friendship that isn't just for the good times. Mm-hmm. That isn't just for like the social events mm-hmm. or the quote unquote fadges. Or like for the gram. Yeah, mm-hmm. or for the gram. Um, and I think even Tim Keller talks about it in the sermon that a lot of our relationships are kind of like, in one sense, what we can get from the other person or mm-hmm. what they can offer us. But f- with friendships, it, it has to go far beyond that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that kind of marks out to me who my true friends are. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm in the pits and i actually can't offer you anything i don't have mm. i don't have anything to give you mm. like you're still there um, mm-hmm. and i think he even says something like a companion like when you're going through stuff will be like let me know if you need anything mm. but a real friend is there like yeah they, do you know what i mean they're just there on hand it's not like let me know if you need anything they're, they're like, i'm on the way to the house yeah, yeah. I'm, on the way to the house. I'm, outside. Like not, like, I'm outside <laughs> yeah. i'm knocking at your door and i think there, there are particular times that i've um 
experienced the blessing of that. Like, even when I've, oh, rah, I'm really bearing my soul on this podcast. <laughs> You're in a safe space, man. Chai, <laughs> it's all right. Um, I remember there was a time I I particularly didn't really want to come to church. I was fed up. Like, I was, and it's not. It wasn't the the sermon itself. I was tired of the people. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like. Well, all sinners, I can't, like, let me just stay in my house. Yeah. Like, at least it's my sin I have yeah. to deal with. I haven't got to deal with your sin. And I remember I was, um, I was actually staying in my friend's house. And um, two of my friends particularly were just like, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm here. They're like, oh, we're coming. I was like, yeah, don't. Just head the door. Bro. And it's like, I don't want to be rude, did it? I don't want to leave you outside yeah. in the cold. And obviously they came in. And obviously I'm there trying to do up small talk. You want coffee? You want a drink? <laughs> and obviously they get down to nitty gritty, um, and they were literally just rebuking me. And mm. I was just like, right, okay. But I needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are kind of. I looked at that moment, and I look back on it now, and I think, okay, that person was a true friend to me. Then mm-hmm. not only did they kind of seek me out when I was kind of in a dark place, but they were truth truthful. Mm. Um, and I think those are kind of some of the marks mm. that true friendship include mm. yeah, yeah I, I would i would just add like just like love of course um honesty i think so that will come in terms of rebuke like yeah. sometimes you have friends who just want to giggle and laugh with you yeah so you might be saying something stupid and they're still laughing I or remember, sinful. Like, yeah mm. or sinful i remember yeah. one time i made like this joke yeah i love jokes but it was <laughs> it was it was a irreverent joke like it just wasn't funny basically mm. And like there was another girl that laughed, but the other girl was like, "That's not funny." And I was just like, "Oh yeah, that's not funny." <laughs> but like, obviously, that's my good friend. other friend, bless her, like she's she's just a laugher basically. Mm. Um, so you do she's need that. No. That is one you just disrespect. Need that. You need <laughs> like friends. Mary's gonna have some, <laughs> some texts after this. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a laugher. But you know those people that like <laughs> you need people that are gonna be very honest and gonna. Yeah. Rip. Of course, not every day. Like I walk in, you're so stupid. You're like, not not every day rebuking you, but they know when to rebuke yeah, you and yeah. they know how to apply grace. And then for me, you need forgiveness. I feel like if you're gonna be friends with me, I'm probably gonna irritate you, offend annoy you, you yeah, offend you. Yeah. So if, and if the you closer have we to are, be, the, the yeah, more unlikely I'm to do those yeah, things. Like, yeah. I feel like if you have a friendship where there's honesty, forgiveness, and love, I feel like you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, especially as Christians, because I think with me, that like, a lot of the friendships I've appreciated have been those who who've been honest and have been quick to forgive. Because it's just mm. like ah, oh, like, I look some of my friendships i'm like how are we still friends like after i've did mad madnesses but you've just you're just a loving and forgiving person mm. um like it just it just kind of highlights just the like how like the importance of the gospel like you yeah. actually apply it you apply it because yeah. you are quick to forgive yeah. uh so no i definitely rate that um so how do you guys think like social media i know we've been talking about social media quite a lot but how do you think that has impacted your friendship do you think it's been a positive or a negative so for example like this whole um so this weekend like top and i were at a wedding and like instagram the last couple of days people have been putting up pictures mm-hmm. it's been nice to see like oh like everyone looks nice but you're really seeing friendships taking people taking pictures together so mm-hmm. i've seen that as like a positive mm-hmm. i don't know if there's like any negatives that you guys see with social media of course the whole like that becomes your friendship of like fadgies or mm. or like events or just always going out mm. or or if you have like i can imagine some people let's say you're a group of five and then you're always seeing your two friends um, <laughs> and they never invite you and you're thinking <laughs> like bro and social media could use that to kind of not use that but that could be kind of evident that's mm. an issue in your friendship i don't know if there's a a negative with with social media yeah. i think social media can give you the impression that you're friends with everyone. You, you like you know that you've got bare friends, yeah. Yeah. Because there, there can be people that you've not seen for years, and you know everything about their life. Um, so yeah. you feel like, you, in terms of your content of your knowledge of them, you know them, 
um, oh, you know that they got married, you know that they had a kid, you know that they changed their job, but you've not actually spoken to this person. You've yeah. not invested time. Um, you, like, you, you know the details of their life without knowing them. Yeah. So you can give the the facade of relationship without the substance of it, which means you're gonna feel lonely because you can't call them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know their life, but you can't call them. Mm, yeah, um, you've not spoken in a long time. So I think that's some of the damage that that social media can do can, can make you think you've maintained your relationships. You haven't. You, you haven't. just know. You just yeah. know a lot of content. Even things like WhatsApp story, like you can see someone's whole yeah. day, like yeah. in terms of their week. I knew they went where here, went there, but I actually never messaged them. Yeah. I never asked I'm them how they was doing. Yeah. Or you could even think, oh, I've got five hundred. I don't know who even still uses Facebook, but I've got like five hundred Facebook what? friends. What? I've got like <laughs> Facebook is not. I have like three hundred followers. Mary, you just shot everyone. That uses <laughs> well, we use Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Black Brewer. But you know what I mean, like. <laughs> No, yeah. Facebook ain't popping in the streets like it used no, to. Um, so you might think you got five hundred fo- yeah. friends, but are they really your friends? Stuff like that. Um, was, any, was anyone counting Facebook friends as real no, friends? No, but do you remember when MySpace used to have like the top eight friends? Oh, political yeah. peak. Political peak. Do you remember who your top eight? No, I used you, to get moved to, around how the situations were going. Said, oh yeah, when I was friends. beefing someone, they were dropped. They were out of my top eight, <laughs> and I, I hope you see. <laughs> And they, they weren't put back in on Twitter. It was, that was political. I should have seen that they're out of my top eight. Yeah, that is jokes. Well, one of your girls got a, got a man and then she had to like put her, you have to put, put your man, man at number one and then we can like jiggle your friends <laughs> down one. Shout <laughs> out Tom. Sorry, oh, Tom. That was, oh yeah, that was big up political. I wonder what Tom's doing now. He's rich though. Maybe. Bear friends. Bear friends. <laughs> but maybe not. Bear friends. No, he does. He has friends, but does he have friends? That's what I'm saying. Mm, does I he have that. friends? Profound. Does he have friends? That's too funny. But yeah, so what, uh, talking about friendships, like, do you guys have unbelieving friends? That's a yes. If you don't have unbelieving friends, I'm thinking, like, what kind of friendships do you have? It was always a yes. <laughs> it was always a yes. I, I promise you, I won't say it after Okay, like, last time, last, last time, last time. The last time. <laughs> that, was on, that is actually on the recording. Your where is your bond? I'm, all right, cool. I so like, on the what, are the, what are the key differences <laughs> that mark your... Because, of course, there was one time we were unbelievers, so we had unbelieving friends. We became Christians. Mm. Our friends didn't disappear. Um, so like what are like some well maybe we, they did because we cut them off or they left us um, but like yeah so like what are the key differences that mark your relationship with your believing friends and then your unbelieving friends yeah I think my believing friends they get they just get you differently mm. yeah there were certain ways that I've structured my life certain decisions that I've made certain things I've sacrificed that without you understanding who Christ is my life doesn't actually make sense mm. <laughs> this doesn't make sense I'm and my, my non-believing friends that love me would be like, well, why are you putting yourself in that situation? Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do, why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I think the framework of my life, of the Christian's life in general, can often look wild and silly mm-hmm. to, unbe- to unbelievers, even unbelievers that know and love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if someone who loves you wants what's best for you, um, if you disagree about what's best for you, yeah, there's going to be going to be different about what you're what you're pursuing and what your non-christian friends that you should be pursuing mm. mm-hmm. um so yeah so I'm, I'm very thankful for christian friends who get my convictions who who understand the structure and pattern of my life um and he would encourage me in that um there's certain decisions that you make as a christian and your un- unbelieving friends would be like why would you do that yeah. and they discourage you in doing mm-hmm. what's godly and right um so yeah i think that's one of the main distinctions these are any similarities yeah they love you yeah, I think yeah. Obviously, like, non Christians, um, you have common interests. Yeah, com- common interests. Yeah, your yeah. your friends. Yeah. I think a lot of friendship is like, oh, you enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. Like this is someone you enjoy. You get mm-hmm. along. Like this is someone who you value and appreciate. And as Christians, we should. It's it's right that we have those relationships with non Christians. Um, and I think non Christians know how to love 
Um, and so this is someone that you love. This is someone that loves you. But in terms of like that advising, um, encouraging mm. or confronting part of the life, we're just aiming at different things. Mm. We're aiming at different things mm-hmm. often, yeah. Is that same for you, Tobi? Yeah, I think even um, kind of like, I can't remember which one of you said it, but in terms of like, your Christian friends are able to call out particular things mm. in your life mm-hmm. that your non-Christian friends just don't see as an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a sense in which I feel like I can be a bit more of myself with my Christian friends. Yeah. Um, because as Gabby was saying, they understand the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I can actually think out loud mm. a lot. F- Where are the English? A lot. Yeah, freely. Believe in yourself. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. I tried to catch you, then I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know you now. With freedom. With freedom. Yeah, with freedom. 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 <laughs> Shut up. Around my Christian friends, mm-hmm. um, because there is that hope that um, not only will they understand the struggle, but they can also then apply the gospel to that mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. I also think, like with my unbelieving friends, I think I'm. Well, I'm trying to be a bit more aware of the areas in which I can, the gospel can enter. Mm. And so I'm looking for those opportunities mm. where we can have um, those conversations where we're actually wrestling um, about the things of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and while in one sense you, you do that with your Christian friends because you're speaking about Christ, there's a love for Christ. Whereas with like your non-believing friends, um, you're trying to get, mm. you're trying to get them to see the beauty of Christ and their yeah. own sinfulness. Um, and so... I guess with your non-Christian friends is almost that more kind of like redemptive element like you're trying to um, to some extent win them to Mm. to the Lord Mm -hmm. Um, whereas with a Christian you're 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 fighting along with them on this walk Mm -hmm. Um, see I think that for me when I've looked at it that's been kind of like the key differences Um, I enjoy my unbelieving friends Mm -hmm. as as Gabby was saying um, there are things you enjoy together. Um, you just enjoy one another's company. Mm. And again, like, I, I was an unbeliever once. <laughs> and so, like, it was just yeah, like, yeah. I had those friends. And it's like, mm. I think I'm, when, I, when I became a Christian, there was a lot of things I wanted to cut off. I think for a period of time, I did kind of, like, distance myself from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I think at the time, it may have been wise, just because of, like, you don't want to just continue in the same pattern of behavior. Um, but I definitely do see the... Um, importance of having unbelievers around for the Christian. Yeah, well. it also reminds us of um, why we're actually here, in terms mm-hmm. of, like our purpose in this life. Mm-hmm. That we actually just don't get carried away. Mm-hmm. You know, light sitting with light and mm-hmm. not really thinking darkness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, f- I think some. I do regret like when I first became a Christian. I remember just kind of before uni. So I got to uni and I just didn't really make friends. Yeah. I was scared like the world was gonna like infect me or pull me back in. Yeah. And even some of the friends I did have like from school or like where I lived, I was quite. Um, I did separate myself. Probably mm-hmm. like we're thinking about it now. Probably too extremely yeah. like i could have actually they weren't the devil like i could have actually spoken to them mm-hmm. and and i, I do regret that because sometimes i feel like some of the relationships that i've I've lost like i could speak to them but it's not the same, the same. Yeah. And, I, and i do regret that because there is a lot of similarities like there's people that you have history with that like mm-hmm. you might know someone since you were like three mm-hmm. they're gonna know your aunties and uncles that 
your Christian friends won't know. Mm. Um, but it is quite difficult because the thing that you said about just having, like, there's a freedom that you have with your Christian. You don't even have to explain things sometimes. So like, if you're talking to someone, you're like, man, oh, it's been so hard as a struggle. You don't need to tell them, oh, well, but you know you need to, you just assume mm. that, like, your brethren. fighting in this area. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you can't be open with your, because um, you're trying to, because you want to present, like, what it looks like to be a Christian. Mm. You can't, like, tell them every struggle you have and you have to caveat everything. Mm. And, you know, you no, might want to... but the is good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I might want to, like, even, oh, I can't do this now because I don't want to... Of course, you're not, you're not being fake, but you're just aware of your witness, your and, witness. You're, and you're very mindful yeah. of that. Of course, you're aware of your witness with believers, but you can be a bit freer. You can speak about, you know, your liberty mm-hmm. in Christ and stuff like that. Um, so it, it, it is very difficult. I, I think the similarities is just a common interest you have mm-hmm. with, with unbelievers. And I think it's sometimes, like, just your work colleagues, like, you spend quite a lot of time with them they're not believers but you can have a little giggle kind of around like the the water bottle area or you can have a little giggle as you're making your you know the water bottle Mm. what what is it the there's actually a term for cooler water cooler the thing that that you Uh, fountain water dispensary yeah water fountain or something that's the word water fountain water have you not heard these about last time i heard of water fountain i was in primary school what's the thing where you get your cup i don't actually don't know water machine basically Water machine. <laughs> water machine. You can have wow. a little giggle around your water machine. <laughs> or you can like talk about work. Like, oh, what are you doing after work? Oh, I'm going to do it. How's your... Like, you can have light work. Of yeah. course, they're not... They're not believers, but then you can still talk to them. Yeah. Um, I think... I think there's a certain point in a Christian's life where they have... I've seen this. Let me talk for myself. Certain point in my life where I have to actually be intentional about making friends with non-Christians, especially if you've moved city. Mm-hmm. If you move city, like I work for a church. City, city. Oh my days. <laughs> oh, city. 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 <laughs> Shout out all our new Manchester oh. listeners. Uh. I'm gonna start listening. <laughs> <laughs> we love and respect you. <laughs> and um, your city. Black Brewer tour in Manchester will be fire, though. Jeez. We're coming to you. Don't worry, we're coming to you. We're coming to you. We're coming to you. <laughs> wow. To the Caribbean and then Manchester, just representing all other alternative ends. <laughs> That's why I'm so happy we have Gabby, man. <laughs> I'm a diversity pick. Wow, we were too long struggling. We're gonna pick a Nigerian, but yeah, got too Too long struggling. Oh, tell us about Caribbean history. We don't Uh, know. uh, Let's bring Gabby on. She knows. uh, No pressure, but it's okay. I represent as best I can. Um, Yeah, moving to a new city. Yeah, like obviously you got friends that you grew up with, Mm. and then maybe your colleagues. But it's very easy for Christians to get sucked into a bubble. Obviously, if your closest relationships are with Christians, that's where you're spending time. Mm-hmm. You have to be, yeah, double your efforts almost to maintain your non-Christian friends. Because some of us will see our Christian people three, two times a week, sometimes mm-hmm. more than that. Mm-hmm. Whereas your non-Christian friends, if you're not making effort, you can easily go time without seeing them. Um, obviously, if people move city or situations change, it's, yeah, there's definitely a responsibility for the Christian to be thinking intentionally about make it building relationships with non-christians because there is there was a call to evangelize <laughs> there's a call to be making christ known and the and it, some people will go and do that cold contact on um, the people that they don't know but mm. most of us are going to do that in our relationships yeah so if we're not in relationship with non-christians mm. there's a significant part of our christian life that's out of balance mm-hmm. um, yeah so some of us have to be sometimes i've known people that have like joined the netball team wherever people wherever non-christians gonna be <laughs> sorry i love mary said it was a dry sport i think that was so or, or your or, or other sports were available <laughs> <laughs> i don't know football team that she is okay no okay yeah, no, i don't know other teams yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can do any sport sorry sorry uh, you're sewing club i don't know whatever you need to do you think i think like sh- intentionally strategically where are non-christians um 
I need to make some new friends. Yeah. Even your neighbor, like I even I like even your neighbor. I read the <laughs> stories of like a new person moves into town and they say, Hello, my name's Mark, you know, da, 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 da. I'm just thinking, I don't even talk to my that's We live in know. London, talk to my neighbor. <laughs> that's how you know they, like, they this transient like, community. Yeah, that yeah, intentionality right. to want to befriend neighbors. Yeah. Of course, to to be nice to them and to be loving to them, but also to have an opportunity yeah. to give the gospel. But for me it's thinking like I don't care. I don't want to talk to you. Anymore. I don't like don't ask me anything. But realizing not not realizing I'm missing out a big amount of like opportunity yeah. when people get into ubers and they're like yeah i'm speaking to the uber every time i get into a plane i speak to my person about the gospel i'm like you guys have a great you know what's really good though uber pool. uber pool is a good to idea to do what evangelize that's no, what you're no, doing no, no, evangelizing no. the uber pool no. what's your name Let, the, the gospel the gospel. is the gospel. i know Take your name chat. but does the lord know your name <laughs> <laughs> is it written down finished uh, no uber pool like I, to be fair i've never done it in london London people are stiff. We got places to go. But when I did, yeah, when I when I went to LA, okay, oh drop that, days. drop that, okay. Nah, that even, this is where Tom has been though. LA, that was even. Like, she probably bait over there too. It was like, yeah, right, you're right. Steve. LA oh, was that is so, that Lancashire or um, LA? Oh, duh. sorry, Los Angeles. Yes, oh yeah, yeah, in America. Very, keep trolling, oh, right. keep trolling me. Keep trolling America, me. yeah, cheese. Keep trolling me. When I went to LA, you know, you, you don't even say Los Angeles. You say LA. Cheese. <laughs> familiar. When I was in LA, yeah, yeah, okay. Familiar. Okay, yeah. um, Known by a lot I did. Of I think I did Uber pool. I, yeah. I did it Uber pool three times. What with LeBron James and Drake and them guys? <laughs> Wait, what? You did? <laughs> what? Uh, you did. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Why do you think LeBron James is in an Uber pool? Maybe you're he needs new friends. You don't know. You're in LA, in it. He does need new friends. You have to watch the pennies. Lakers us. They suck right now. First but of anyway, all, okay. Continue. Um, yeah, I did Uber pool a couple times, and like I think in LA particularly, or in America anyway. People just tend to be like a bit more kind of yeah. like open with their life. The things that my Uber driver told me, I can't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, you recognize, okay, this was actually a good way for me to just actually meet people from different walks mm-hmm. of life. And mm-hmm. you never know what the Lord might bring out of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so just finding and being intentional about spaces. I'm not saying do an Uber pool in it because if you get kidnapped, they'll call my phone. But I'm not your friend. <laughs> I'm not your friend. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> Scroll past me in your phone book. <laughs> but. Just being intentional about going to the spaces where you know there aren't Christians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, a Christian could have jumped in that Uber pool and that would have been a really good time to just mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. bounce off another believer. But um, I feel like it was a good time for me just to meet people that come from a completely different walk of yeah. life. Um, and it's hard. It is hard. Like when we're doing a nine to five, uh, you get home, we're tired. You just want to Netflix and chill. You go mm-hmm. to church, you want to come home. Especially for people that drive. When is the time to actually, to actually like, build relationships? Yeah, to yeah. actually interact with people. And, and, and there's like common grace as well. So even if you're not like your unbelieving friend, they've, you've given them the gospel, they're aware of it. You're, mm-hmm. Of course, you're trying to every day kind of apply it. But you still have a mutual kind of yeah. relationship where mm-hmm. you can still enjoy it from each other. Of course. And yeah. still have benefits that yeah. that kind of you might not have with your Christian friends. Yeah, so yeah. do you guys think you can be an best friends with an unbeliever? I don't like that word best friend, but anyway. If I were your best, best friend. Okay, so <laughs> what, my grown age. Let's break down <laughs> let's break down the Okay, so best Close friend. Friends. Yeah, okay. Could you in have a circle? Yeah, okay, let's do that. In a circle. What what so when what when I say best friend, Why what do you think? Because I'm asking you the question. <laughs> so when I say best friend, what do you think? Your clo- one of your closest friends, top three closest friends. Top five, top five. Okay, top five All closest right. friends, yeah. <laughs> That's what you basically let's do semantics. So top five closest friends. My ride or die. Okay, yeah. Do you think one of those people could be an unbeliever? Uh, my ride or die. I'm trying to think about my best. Uh, I'm trying to think about my closest friends now. Semantics. You even said best friend. 
I've got close friendships with unbelievers. Okay. Um, Could they be your closest? Could they be my closest? No, mm. I don't think so. Because it's just a large part of me that, that they're care. just not going to get yeah. or okay. appreciate or actually... I, I think they'll care for it because I care for it mm-hmm. to an extent. But there's just a large part of who I am. It, we talk like identity. Mm-hmm. That they're just actually not going to... Um, and when we're talking about like friends being there in the darkest time, mm-hmm. there's going to be some dark times in my Christian walk. You're actually, I can't actually turn to you because what are you gonna tell me? Mm. You're just gonna be there smiling. <laughs> like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> try Allah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you might just tell me. <laughs> say try Allah. <laughs> you might. You know, that was a shot. But you might just tell me, like, yeah. What counsel have you got? To what counsel? Yeah, some false. Don't pray for me. Some false teaching. Yeah, you can't pray for me. Yeah, you don't. You're a god. You're a god. Can't pray with me. Yeah, you're a god. You're a god. You don't need. You're a god. The woman is god. And these times you're crying like I'm not God. I need help. I'm not God. I need help. And no, no, you are a God. You're God. No, oh, I can't suck do it. it. I know me. I'm not God. Yeah, like that. Or like you're telling them like just the things that you're like you're struggling with, and they're just telling you now. Nah. Like they give you like that motivational speech, but you know the sin that's within you. They, yeah. they just don't get it. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I have close relationships with unbelievers. There's a limit. Slum, slum, but there's slum. a limit. Yeah. yeah, there is a limit. Um, and. Even like with some of my friends, um, we've gotten closer because they've come to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's, it, it was, it's almost like okay, you now you get it. Mm-hmm. In the sense of when I'm wrestling, you you now get this area of my life, so we can mm-hmm. connect on a deeper level. So I don't, mm-hmm. I'm believing best friend. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see no. how. If friendship means everything that we've kind of like just been speaking about, I don't see how an unbeliever can necessarily not only understand that but speak to that area of your life. What about if, like, you grew up together, you've known each other for a long time. You've <laughs> <laughs> known each other for a long time. You have similar <laughs> interests. They're not, like... Because, obviously, when we think of unbelievers, we sadly can assume they're, like, devils, essentially. Like, they're just trying to pull you back into... Of course, they're not. They're it's not it's saved. It's but they're not, not every unbelieving best friend is trying to, like, kill you, essentially. So they respect your views. <laughs> they respect your views. They may even, in, in a way, they might follow you to church. They might... Who like you don't think you could have someone and think that's that's your best friend? Best friend, because cause sometimes people might define best friend as someone that I know really well. They know a lot that's about what I'm saying, me. We need to define what that means. Okay, so so I could imagine someone that says I've known this girl for twenty years. She's not a Christian, but we have we went to uni together. We went to secondary school together. We're just she knows a lot about me. I know a lot about her. We have great similar interests. If I think about it, she's one of she's my she's my closest friend, and that technically is if we're not doing semantics, that could be your best friend. Mm. But it's not a believer. I think you're. Hmm. Cabs talk, man. Because I'm thinking, I've like obviously family members that are not Christians and they mm. know you from from day dot. From day dot. That's before, true. Before you knew yourself. Before you knew yourself. Um, but I'm thinking even that, like, that's the closest non-Christian relationship I can think of. Um, my Christian brothers and sisters, they'll they'll get parts of me that even my closest yeah kin won't get. Facts. Um, yeah. So I do think. It, it makes sense that you can have close friends that are Christians, um, that you love, that are non-Christians, sorry, that you love deeply and that love you. But if to say that my best friend, the person is closest to my heart, um, is someone who doesn't know or love Christ. I think, like, I, can't, yeah, I just can't imagine. And I think it would be difficult because I know like the struggles, um, like struggle, like various struggles, struggling with doubt, struggling. And like, I need someone who's going to say to me, what's the gospel, Gabrielle? Um, who is the Christ that you know? Um, what is true? 
And, and, and to me, that's a significant part of our friendship. Like, that's a good friend. And if you can't do that for me, then Some mad gun sorry, shot. there was actually noises outside. <laughs> it's actually not time for fireworks. <laughs> not in March though. I think a good friend is someone who can, um, yeah, speak of Christ to me. I think my best friend needs to be someone mm. who can do that. We're just we're just gonna get fireworks, mate, mate. Is it fireworks? How do you know? Where's the fire? You think that's good? You think that's? Where is the fire on the way? I'm dead. <laughs> This episode has been actually jerks. <laughs> I don't know how, be, how your listeners are going to respond to our new... Aja, 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 aja. 11 minutes of... It's always been a yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I heard that, Gabby. Our listeners. Our listeners. I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm just getting confident in my space. Sorry. Fair sorry, enough. Sorry, Fair sorry, enough. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. you don't think you can be unbelie- best friends with an unbeliever? Yeah, I think for, for my own walk with the Lord, my best friend can't be an unbeliever. I need someone who... Who A gets to struggle, mm-hmm. but can encourage me in godliness, <coughs> can um, encourage me to keep pursuing Christ, keep walking with Christ. And yeah, I need my best friend to be able to do that mm-hmm. for me, my inner circle, even. Let's say, for example, I get married now, yeah, and I've got five yes. bridesmaids. Mary 2020. <laughs> I've got five Decree bridesmaids. Declare. I've Hallelujah. got five. Sorry, I'm sound. I've got five <laughs> bridesmaids, yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got five bridesmaids, yeah. Yeah. And one of them's an unbeliever. Would you be thinking? No, not at all. No, I wouldn't be thinking anything. Of course. But if I say that's like my five closest friends. Yeah. Closest. Yeah. Best, best and closest. Uh, do you not mean two different things? What? Well, <laughs> no, closest and best. This is, is that not? I feel like. Because we just said that like not not many people have best friend as like one best friend. Oh, you don't know that. But uh, okay, I, okay, I think do you okay. have a best friend. A best friend. No, that's too much pressure for one person. Am I married? <laughs> If I'm married, yeah, then maybe he can be my best friend. But for me to not be married and say, you are my best friend, so you singular, have best friends. that's too much. You have I have inner friends. circles, inner circle, you ha- I think. So uh, you have an inner circle? Yeah. I mean, Do you have, is there an unbeliever in that inner circle? I think there is by virtue of family. Okay. So obviously your bridesmaids are not always going to be... There's, there's, it's political your, your sometimes. Your gang gang, yeah, it's political, but it's also propaganda. love. My sister's not a believer. She's going to be a bridesmaid. Yeah. That's facts. My cousin is not a believer. She's going to be a bridesmaid. Yeah, that's yeah. facts. Um, but that, that's not, that's because they are closest friends or is that because Because we're like, close, yeah, because we're close, because we're close friends. Yeah. So, um, but there's, but yeah. I think, that, but there's a, there's a part of me, my own kin, my own blood. I think this is the church. Like, I think this is the gospel. You are, you are part of a new family. Mm-hmm. You are part of a new people. Jesus, a whole Jesus said, who's my brother and my sister? Never mind who's my best friend, apart from those yeah. who do the will of my father. Mm, yeah. um, Even the scripture, he talks about, um, oh, I don't want to um, quote it right. When he says something about, um, if you do not hate your mother and your father, and your, father. your father, you're not worthy of the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that kind of, there's yeah, a separation. There a, yeah. And of course that will apply to friendships as well, Precisely. because there are going to be some friendships that you're going to have to forsake for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think there could be space for an unbelieving best friend. I'm trying to think of just... What, would it, what would, in your opinion, what would it look like? Let's say you've got, you've got similar interests. You've, you might know each other for a long time. You might have uh, good... I'm, just, I'm trying to think of some people who get saved, but they struggle to make friendships. So like, come back to this whole loneliness thing. Mm. But they've got someone that's been their friend for 20 years mm-hmm. they know them they know each other really well they've just got a great kind of relationship it's has love it has honesty it has forgiveness to an extent of course mm-hmm. not redemptively but there's there is a, a love between them mm-hmm. um that you. could be your best friend 
I think as time moves on. I think as time moves on. Yeah. Let's say, for example, that person 10 years later, so 2029. 20, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if that would still be. I don't know. It could be. And I think uh, the best there is probably then qualified because it's, it's as yeah. a result of history. 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 Yeah. Rather than maybe the depth and the quality. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying the quality is rubbish because they're an unbeliever, but then yeah. there's only so. I think that's actually a helpful distinction. Yeah. There's there's mm-hmm. closeness that comes by virtue of shared life and history mm-hmm. and there's closeness that comes by way of depth. Now obviously yeah. the best of every world is to have both of them. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's a depth of relationship that I, I yeah, I can't imagine having with a with an unbeliever. Because yeah. we're yeah, we're looking at life differently. Yeah. Pursuing different things, loving different things, dying to different things, even if dying to anything at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when you come into the church, like if you like for even for me, for example, when I became a Christian, had a lot of like unbelieving friends, but it didn't take too long before I like just befriended Christians mm-hmm. just because you entered the church and it's just you're with people that you're gonna be with in eternity. It's like no, like you just it just you just naturally I think not separate, but you just start to see your your believing friends just a lot more daily. You you you'll find more time for them, mm-hmm. you'll invest in them a lot more just because they're God's people. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. I heard that man. Yeah. Now this was a really good episode though. I think we spoke about loneliness friendships uh, there's a section that uh, rachel jones covers in the book about like no nonsense practical advice for those looking for friendships yes. and loneliness so quality not quantity invest where you are love at all times forgive fr- freely be vulnerable i think we covered these yeah i feel like yeah, we, we did that again what was the third one you said <clears throat> love at all times yeah. forgive freely be vulnerable and provide who i need be vulnerable to. No, what are you making? Toxic. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on. So, what do you what what do you think about vulnerability in friendships? What? what, Huh? (laughs) Part two. That that section really. Read that list out again. Okay, so the no nonsense, practical advice, quality, not quantity. So, what she's saying there is like you don't need like a thousand friends. You can have two or three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Invest where you are. That's what Gary covered Mm -hmm. about. Like you're from Manchester, but you live in London, so Mm -hmm. build friendships in London. Um, love at all times of course every friendship must consist of of godly love mm-hmm. uh, forgiving freely again you know you're not holding people's uh, transgressions against them but forgiving them as Christ is forgiving you being vulnerable so being open transparent stop looking at me when you see that <laughs> I just don't know why you were shaking no nah, you, you know what you, funny what enough you, I was actually what I was uh, <laughs> what I was actually what I wanted you to repeat was the um, the forgiveness bit okay um because when you were like, oh, we've covered all of that. I don't think we really spoke about forgiveness. forgiveness that's true, like, actually. Within friendships. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how long we've been talking for. So. An hour and a half. Mad. <laughs> um, I, I, don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with being vulnerable. Yeah, I don't. you've already s- s- said that. You, I've been vulnerable on Yeah, you've been vulnerable on the podcast. We appreciate it, then. <laughs> no, we do, we do, we do, we do. Don't text um, me, though. Don't <laughs> 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 don't that time when me. you, you know, yeah, just don't at me. I've been vulnerable on this podcast. I don't have a problem with being vulnerable. Yeah anymore yeah i think i think a lot of the my view of the health mm, let me start that again i think i've learned what healthy friendships look like by virtue of my christian faith mm-hmm. um, vulnerability a willingness to be known yeah what is that mm. that's hard yeah. mm-hmm. um i mean without a gospel that calls me to that i think in london time is a myth um like ta- and relationships require time um well, the gospel calls me to a church where I'm to invest and love people and serve people. It calls me to give up my life for the sake of my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's the gospel that's teaching me and has taught me how to be a better friend. 
Mm. Obviously, there are non-Christians that are fantastic friends. Maybe I'm just whack. But um, yeah, Maybe. I need the I need a Christ to teach me what it looks like to lay down my life for someone. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, that's the gospel. What is it again? No better love than a friend, than a man who lays down his life for a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, now this has been a good episode. It's been a good episode. Yeah. Caught a life crisis. Oh, but <laughs> caught a life crisis part two. Is this it? AKA, <laughs> it's always been a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby is gonna fight me <laughs> after this podcast. You're not gonna text me again. It's gonna become part of my rep. People are gonna be, gonna be on the street at these Christian events. People be like, it's Hashtag always been a yes. Always. Not, yeah. Praise the Lord that I will say it one time when it's appropriate. Amen. 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 How did you are... find your first episode, Gab? It was fun. Apart from the hate oration. No. Um, all jokes aside, we are very happy to have you in Black Blue. Yeah. So. Shout out man, man like, like Gabs. For the record. Man, man not like man Gabs. like. Female like. Good to have another sister as well. <laughs> woman, woman, woman like Gabs. <laughs> that sounds so dead. So, woman like sorry, Gabs. man like Gabs. Sensitive <laughs> culture that we live in. Oh. oh. Gender is real. All right, then. She said gender is real, you know. Podcast. Well, sex is real. <laughs> the gender we'll discuss. Listen. Edit this out, please. <laughs> we spoke about that at our live show. Yeah, we did. We if did you missed our live show. show. We can't yeah. help you. We can't help you because we didn't record it. We didn't record but it. make sure you don't miss the next one. Don't know. Um, but yeah, this has been Black Berea. Don't know. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace out. They turn down. Okay. Skirt, you know. Skirt, <laughs> skirt. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>